Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Welcome back if you're uh, a returning listener. Good to meet you if you're new to the show. I am Irish Titanus at Irish Titanus on Twitter. To my left, my brother. At ND McFly have on you, Twitter. Listen, have okay. you cracked a thousand yet? It's been two weeks. We went through a bye week. Well, well, first of all, I had like 850 followers. So 150 in a week is pretty stout and no i haven't i what went you up from, to like 853 now i'm up to 851 oh my yeah and i even sent some tweets look people what it's the not a shit i wasn't even on twitter all weekend i've been in texas i've been busy for work I got here's be, what all you people out I'm there i'm not need even to on there i got followers popping know, up dude i know and here's what the people out there need to understand this isn't about you people that already follow me and me appreciating that which i do you need to force your family to follow me, I don't care if it's your kids, I don't care if it's a bot, it doesn't matter. We need to get to a thousand. There's four games left in the season. Time's running out, and you're all sitting on your laurels, and I have 851 followers. You might need some hot... This isn't happening without ground You might grass need roots. some hotter takes. Groundswell. I will do some hot takes, all right? <laughs> Fire Kelly, follow me, you know? Come on. <laughs> that worked for me. Yeah, all right. So uh, That was a joke. So back back off the, uh, off the bye week, uh, Notre Dame 44, Naval Academy 22. Did you see my staff pick? I bet you didn't. I didn't see your staff page. I, I didn't write very much. Uh, like I said, I've been traveling, doing some. What, you got you know. the two for one though, because you're doing. Navy. I did. I was like, hey, you know. Did it, you see it, mine the it, week before when Notre Dame and Texas were both on a bye week? It was like week off. Yeah, mine week was off, like, baby. well, you know, this is either like a time travel movie where you know t- the somebody touches themselves from from the future and the world explodes, mm-hmm. or you just read one less paragraph. But I said four. I think I said forty four to fourteen. Something like that. I was pretty close. Okay. Pretty good. So you you overshot the line on it then, I right? I think the, the line, line was, like, was 55 or something. You're talking some. about the over. I'm talking about the spread was oh. like 22 and a half. Yeah, so yeah. I don't look at that. Okay. I just look at the over under. Some people out Sagarin. there were some people out there were uh, you know, I think there were some upset folk out there because about the spread, this game? Well, because of the spread. Notre Dame didn't cover it by like a half a point, right? Gotcha. If I'm not if I'm saying that correctly. Come, you know, whatever. What? I, I, if you're I betting, mean, you gotta. I know. I'm not saying you shouldn't be pissed about it, but it's like what? I mean, if you took a line that's a you know half a point, and then you got fucked. If you took Notre Dame for twenty two and a half, you can't be upset if they if Brian Kelly doesn't provide you your twenty two and a half. Is yeah, probably listen, what you're saying. I mean, you if you're if you're a Notre Dame fan, I can't imagine you betting on Notre Dame. I can't to win. I mean, just in general, like. You could bet on all this, all, every other team that you're not emotionally connected I to. Know. You shouldn't bet on your own team. That's that's. I like mean, rule dude, I put one. bills down on Notre Dame against Alabama. What kind of dumbass does that? You did? Yeah. 
like a, with a real entity or like with a person? Like you just had a friendly bet, or you actually, no, like a you know, oh my god, like, you know, like a like a sandwich bag, you know, like a like a brown bag full of cash. Are in, you in kidding an alley. me? You bet on that game? That was you were Notre Dame was getting points. Ooh, okay. But my my point is when you're emotional, when you're emotionally connected to this team. Oh yeah, they're gonna. Kill. I mean, look, I knew I thought they were gonna kill Navy, but you know, it's like sure. Well, yeah, no, that's fine. I probably haven't bet on a Notre Dame game in probably ten years. I mean, well, shit, that was that was five that was six years ago. You know what else was six years ago? I don't know if you saw my Twitter today. I dusting off the garage, packing some stuff up. The number one signs out there. I saw that you're getting getting just six years of dust on it, baby. I don't even know if they make those bulbs anymore. Yeah, you're all you're all the way back to the old ones, the bubblers. I'm <laughs> the bubbling Christmas lights is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And, if you grew up in a fire hazard in a tin, household in a like we did, fire. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So no, I don't know, man. It was um, it was a game that I gotta say I didn't. See. <laughs> you told me not to say this. You're like, <sighs> you run a Notre Dame podcast and you did, and you're not watching the games. Listen, I went to a fun a charity fundraiser. For a a food for the poor kind of thing, okay. Don't, don't care. They have were, you heard the phrase "you had one job"? Have you ever heard that they concept before? We're supposed to have the game on a screen, and instead they started putting all the auction items on the screen, and. I, I was drinking makers and 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 I was following it on my phone. I mean, I'm watching the game cast, but I didn't actually see it until the very end. In the fourth quarter, I okay. Could, I so, caught. how did we look with the four-bit graphic of the of the football bouncing back and forth? Did they look good? I or? saw a bunch of punts. I saw a bunch <laughs> of punts. Yeah, I don't okay. know. So let's. I you mean, were that confident that you really well, it wasn't I, appointment well, viewing. No, listen, I was confident because I watch a lot of Navy football, and Navy's just not that good this year. Right. I said it before; they're not going to be bowl eligible. This Ken Niamatololo's twenty eighteen is Brian Kelly's twenty sixteen. Yeah, now he does. He's not squandering necessarily the same level of talent that Kelly did in 20, 2016. But there's, I mean, they they nothing is going right. They are going to get shellacked by Army. They're, they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. And they've had a tough go of it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, to the, but here's the here's the positive thing. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter this week, um, the days I was checking Twitter, that were saying, eh, I want to ask you about this. You know, here's your chance for a hot take, Martin. Uh, a lot of people saying we should end this series. A lot of people like, I don't understand why, you know, this they're, they're dirty, you know, chop blocks. And some guy rolled into Tranquil. Apparently there was yes. a big scare if Tranquil was going to be done for the year. And and there's a lot of people that were saying, I don't give a shit if they saved us in the war. Cut them a check. Tell them to go fuck themselves. And I'm like, this should be the easiest win on your schedule. This should be a guaranteed win. Yes. I mean, man, injuries happen in any search, you know, any game. I, I mean, I guess there's a slightly higher probability if, if, but they've also regulated some of the some of the cut blocks this year too. I don't know. Do you do you have an opinion on if Notre Dame should even be playing Navy? You know what that that is a hot take, and I guess you totally teed me up to say that they shouldn't. But I don't know if I'm ready to get rid of this series. I mean, he, here's the hot take that I've always had: is Notre Dame should have joined a conference. That's my thing, and people think that's ludicrous, right? But here's my I can th- see your follower count plummeting now. Ooh, right at but, him at ND McFly at ND McFly. It, he's a conference hawk. Let me let me tell you the reason why a little bit, and this is, kind of spills over into the Navy thing as well. Not every single thing that Notre Dame does. Has has to be tradition. Not everything has to be 
against the backdrop of a black and white 1800s barnstorming anti-Catholic look. I get all of that stuff. I do. But part of Notre Dame... Notre Dame's got to run the ball. No, run, e- run, run. Exactly. You know, hey, extra, extra, <laughs> Notre Dame versus Michigan State. But you know you, you know that's why I want Kenny Amatololo to coach Notre Dame so bad. I know, right? And you probably advocate taking off face masks, making the helmets leather again. It all It's all fine, right? And playing against Metal Navy, spikes, that would be so great. There, there's room <laughs> And we, we talked a lot leading up to Stanford about rivalries and the semantics of that. There's room in Notre Dame's schedule for repeat matchups, i.e. Navy and i.e. USC. And USC is a very uh, parody-based rivalry. It's a shit program right now. No, you're not, you're not kidding there. But Clay, Helton, but Clay Helton's about to, he's about to get bounced. But traditionally, those two teams are on par with each other, and they're a nice equal rivalry in the long term. And Navy is a nice built-in Patsy. It's, a, it's a guaranteed win. It's Look, a guaranteed I got win. And SEC has a guaranteed win on yeah, their schedule every Vandy year. Or totally. And ACC has guaranteed wins. I mean, you know, yeah, it should be, you know, Pitt or Syracuse. And, and Notre but, Dame went through a period of time where that was a, where Navy became inexplicably became a scary game and Weiss and Kelly found ways to lose to him. And it was like, what the hell? Right. They're like, you know, oh, this is a no-win game for Notre Dame. Bullshit! It's a fucking win. It's an easy totally, win. It's totally. an easy win. And the thing is, it, it, Notre Dame now preparing against him with unless Kelly's loses his defense or if he, get, he leaves or there's a brand new defensive staff or something like that happens, these guys should know how to defend it and beat it. I mean, it, yeah. it should be. It's an automatic at this point. You know. Army can catch someone like Oklahoma slipping because they never see it. Again, that's why I think Navy's kind of shot themselves in the foot by joining a conference because Temple's faced him five times in a row. Yeah. You know, pull out the Navy tape. Right. Which one? Ex- Whichever. Exactly. Doesn't so, matter. so you know, it, well, I don't understand. Like, whoa, this is a no-win situation. They don't get credit for if they beat Navy, but the fuck, they don't. It's a win. It's well, an, and it's an easy win. And who it's else? It's so easy that when when I got married. 14, 13 years ago, I, I wanted a bye week. That did, c- couldn't happen. You wanted to ruin my birthday. We picked it. We picked you, the Navy game yeah. because it's a guaranteed win. Right, right. There's no danger here. And so, for somebody doing a fundraiser, if you're going to put it on Navy game, this should be a guaranteed win, and it finally is again. Exactly. So who cares? So it's the reason why you want to get rid of it. If you want to get rid of this game solely because you think it has a high propensity for injury, that's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, I get it. They do some cut blocking, but here's the thing: there's a high propensity for injury in the first game of the year. Are you not going to play opening weekend? It happens. Are you not? going to play the blue and gold game i mean injuries happen you just you have to deal with it it's football they're playing within the rules unless they're doing something completely dirty if it's within the rules you can't cut it just because of that now on the flip side of that token is i don't think notre dame should solely keep this game because of something that happened in world war ii or world war one or the spanish-american war i don't think that that's the reason i think it's a it's a confluence of reasons, one of which is what you described. This is a built-in team. You know their M.O., and it should be a win. Now, they added some drama in the Weiss years, but this should be a winnable game. There's well, look, mutual respect. With Corwin All that stuff Brown or in... Brian Van Gorder or somebody like that's your D.C., I mean, shit, every game's a crapshoot anyways. Exactly, exactly. But here's the thing. Don't kid yourself that any Big Ten team, they still have Illinois on their schedule, right? The SEC teams still have the Patsies on their schedule, the Pac-12. 12 has the doormat on their schedule. Everybody else does. And Notre Dame 
has to hold some of those places. And Notre Dame, what I think needs to stop is the I'd rather, neutral would you, site. Would you rather Yankee play Western Stadium. Michigan at home? No, or no, Tulsa? Not at all. Or some shitbag opponent like FCS, that? No, I'd rather exactly. play Navy. Notre Dame should never play an FCS team. I well, think that's won't. ridiculous. They won't. So they should they, stay. They're in. one of like three or four exactly. teams that haven't still. Notre Dame should stay in FBS. I'm a conference person. We don't have to deal with all that tonight because people. I've, there's I've, not enough time. But. I never knew this. I would have beat you up more as a kid if I knew you were going to go with the conference. It's take. all about the reason. It's really about the reasoning. If your sole reasoning is Newt Rockney took the team across the cut if okay, listen, there, you have to modernize the. Not everything that you do can be historically based, right? I mean, at some point, unless you're Under Armour making not Rockney uniforms and and well, leather yeah, helmet pinstripes, you know? but like at some point. Boston Garden needs to have a new parquet floor that looks like the old floor, but you can't keep the old wood, even though that's where Larry Bird played on the court. You have to change the wood because it gets saturated with humidity. You can't keep every single traditional thing in place. And Notre Dame is one of the best teams at doing that. You know, Penn State with the uniforms, you can keep that, right? You can keep the uniforms, but like some things need to be modernized. And with Notre Dame's schedule, and here's the reason I say that. People are holding to Notre Dame's conference strategy independent, right? And it's working for them right now. It's working for them today. But look at the dynamic of college football as far as the championship. In the past 30 years, it's been 10 different things. It was the bowl coalition. It was the bowl championship series. It was the playoff. It was, you know, all sorts of different things have have generated this postseason for college football. Notre Dame's just like, we're independent. We're independent. There's value in the NBC contract. There's value in it. There's a ton of value in independence as long as you have a sweetheart deal. I just personally don't like one-offs. I just don't like them. That I, I want parity. I want symmetry. It's just the way my mind works. But Golden ratio, baby. That's Fibonacci. The only thing to me is, what is your reason? If you want to cut this game because you're afraid of it being a trap, grow up. Grow up. That's if why you're I, afraid I, of it being I think a, that's... I don't like I think that's, triple option. I think that's such a bitch-made attitude. Absolutely. Get I, out that, of here you know, with that. that. That's what I think. I mean, like, Notre Dame doesn't get anything by beating Purdue, right? Hmm. Well, you just beat Purdue, No, and then if you lose, you lose. Well, what are you going to... I mean, what are you... Afraid, you can't have 12 afraid heavyweights. To schedule? You, you, you can't do you it. You gain nothing by, by beating Miami of Ohio. You gain nothing by beating Ball State. You gain nothing by playing half the fucking teams on their schedule. That's college football. It that's, is. That's, that's, that's exactly. right. And when you have a Michigan or a Stanford or someone that's worth a shit, then you go out and you make sure you, you handle your business. Yeah, and if you're going to have six games of lower caliber, wouldn't wouldn't you rather... I would I rather it, it has the, the Naval Academy. That's great. I mean, and I, I, I do like the pageantry stuff. I'm just saying it shouldn't only be that... If, but I if like anything, that stuff. if anything, what here's what they really need to do. They need to amp this shit up to another level and play a game in Annapolis. Yeah. They need to play a game on that an aircraft be carrier. That would be something Swerwick would probably do. Yeah. We're going to put He this would probably on design helmets that are like uh, you know, like a naval cap, like yeah. a, uh, rear admiral patches on their on their jerseys no, and, totally. tr- and try to sell The field them. is going to be suspended by like four of those huge ugly looking helicopters that yeah. lift all the weight in no, the fields like actually held above the ocean in midair and that the, the Swerwick would do it if they can make money. They'll Shamrock 2030. All right. That's what needs to stop as the neutral side shamrock uniform show is what needs to stop forget navy for now they're fine we beat them by three touchdowns you beat them by three touchdowns this is what it should be every single year people like me who don't follow triple option football fanatically get their yearly dose of what it's like to to play option football and here's the thing about the option and, and georgia tech laid this on somebody earlier this week too 
if you stop them, they're fucked. I mean, they can do nothing. If you if you know how to defend triple option, they can't do shit. Well, if they get down by two scores and they have to score yeah, quick, it's pretty ugly but too. When you see option run correctly, it's it, dude. It is football poetry, and mo- I mean, it I is agree. beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And uh, you know, and and Navy's not playing beautiful option football this year, and 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 Notre Dame should have them figured out for you know infinity time well, exactly. you know, I mean, there's, there's no time limit on when Notre Dame should should go back look, to losing games here, here's what Navy football is and let me use a quick analogy here if you go to a small old school family farm and this guy's doing it the old fashioned way right what, what feeding beef is actually eating grass exactly instead of, like this guy GMO corn this guy has an old old harvester tractor that he's kept <laughs> working for 40 years and he's out there like hand tilling the soil this is a small family farm right? chisel plow go, those, go those, yeah through. right those places need to exist so we stay connected with who we are and all that kind of stuff however notre dame can't be that right like no yeah, no they're fucking monsanto they, exactly notre dame needs to have the huge <laughs> factory farm with gps yeah, seven seven yeah, combines that's right, yeah, that's right. gps yeah, coordinated cows laying on top of each other herbicides blowing down wind right. into somebody that's else's right. farm yeah they're eating they're eating artificial turf they're eating uh fake grass people and- in west lafayette <laughs> are getting birth defects because the pesticides <laughs> blo- blowing down from south bend oh we are God. We need to be a machine. However, Navy is a great program to keep that that little time capsule of football, to your point. It's it, the triple option, and they have to do it to survive because of the caliber of athlete, because yeah. they're all sailors. Can you imagine? So they have to Can do that. Can you imagine? And here's the thing. So I, I guess uh, Garrett Lewis was, was QB. Malcolm Perry is just super dynamic. He didn't play against Notre Dame last year. He hasn't been playing a whole lot of QB this year. He's had a gimpy ankle. It sounded like AB got limited time, and he's he's had concussions, and Zach AB's had his had some had some problems too it's hard for them to keep their guys healthy but if you had two really dynamic i mean could you can you imagine malik zaire well see now you're can you imagine can you imagine the humanity of malik zaire running the fucking option oh my god dude it would be beautiful now you're now and you got a backup like wimbush i mean if you went thunder and lightning with your qbs oh dude Now you're tapping into why it's so fun to play against Navy. Because when you start to overlay the talent that you see on other teams with Navy's model, you go, oh my gosh, wouldn't this be, wouldn't this be insane if Saquon Barkley and Bryce Love were running? But here's the problem. But it's a fantasy. That's a fantasy. If you do it in a conference, I think you're screwed. I agree because it, because and I'm, that's why I'm curious to see what Scott Frost can do at Nebraska right now. He's not like full out like like Navy style triple option, but he's he's option right. You can catch people off guard and catch them slipping if they're not prepared and they're screwed. But if Nebraska plays the same teams over and over and over for you know every subsequent year, your chances of success unless you've just got some dynamic Keenan Reynolds type QB right right. It goes down because all these teams finally figure out how to stop you. Mm-hmm. Now, Ivan Jasper, the offensive coordinator for Navy, I think is pretty good. Um, they've had to pass a little bit more, and they're not a good passing team, you know. But but um, but if Notre Dame did it, and they had, you know, then uh, you play a Navy or you know, like USC or Stanford or the teams you play every single year, yeah, probably have a little bit of a formula to beat you. Although you got better athletes, and I'm not, you know, but the teams that you play on a rotating basis. The Oklahoma's every couple of years. We got Ohio State coming in in a year or two. Yeah. Uh, the Virginia Techs, you know, the home and homes, the Northwesterns for that matter. 
Dude, you could you can destroy some of those teams. I don't Notre Dame doesn't have to. They can recruit good enough, but man, it would be beautiful if well, they did. Well, that's why you that's think my, of like that's my fantasy. Yeah. So as far as a marquee program, it's like where does triple option belong? Could you run it for a whole half? Like, could you commit to triple option as a marquee program for a half Dude. and just bring it out and be like, we're we're doing this no matter what? And the other team would be like, at some point they got to pass, and you're like, nope. But what is? But if you think about, but you it, don't have the right personnel, the, veer, the lineman, the read option. The, the, they all have their roots the, in it, The right? RPOs, yeah. the RPOs, all that stuff, other than just a straight air raid, that all is an option principle, right? And it just doesn't have a fullback and a fullback dive. the point dive. is, that's where Notre Dame should be, not with not with what Navy's doing, not with what Georgia Tech's doing. No, Notre they, Dame listen, is doing they're, the RPO they're, they're, stuff. They're fine, they're fine yeah. where they're at. I, I, am, I am, have graduated past uh, the point of trying to come up with hypo, hy, hypothetical scenarios of how we can replace Brian Kelly and win football games because they're winning football games. In fact... Here's a hot take. Brian Kelly's starting to turn into someone I actually kind of like. Oh, totally. Did I mean, you see look, the picture he's... with him throwing up deuces? Yes, uh, dude, I did. Remember when we were talking about how fucking stupid it was when they were he was trying to rock on the sidelines and do his fake emotion shit? Yeah. In 2016, the, the turd is swirling the toilet as, as the water's going down the drain, and he's shimmying back and forth, you know, watching it? Yeah. That was so fake, and you're you. That was when you got on your Dabo Sweeney kick, and about how he all the guys look like they're having so much fun playing for him. It was looks, one season. It was one. Oh, fling, now, now you're on. Right? Now, now you're sweating, Tom Herman. But my, I po- bought one hoodie. But my Jeez. my point is, Brian Kelly looks like that guy right now. Yeah, and he's th- loose. I mean, he looks like a guy that I could actually enjoy being and, and around it, yeah, instead right. of a, just a dick. It looks genuine. It's I, not I forced. It, 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 it looks genuine. The players seem to enjoy it. And you're right. Let's. I love this idea that we talked about of let's just start recorded history from last year. Let's just. I have mean, that it's, be it's when so myopic re- and so you know just point you know. But if you just accept the fact that. He didn't get fired. They didn't replace him. And if you just said he was a new coach from 2017 onward, build the sure. guy a statue. Look, there's no the only way to recover from anything is to acknowledge rock bottom and say tomorrow's day one. Yeah. It's a yep. new day yep. and, and move forward. But here's the thing: to your earlier point, yeah, the guy's counting. I'm on I'm on day 400 of sobriety. He's not thinking about sure, the 20 years sure. he's been in. You know, look, and, and again, I I have to say this. I mean, do, we have to say this on this podcast. There are four teams remaining that are undefeated in college football. Three of them are power five teams right Notre Dame is one of them yeah and I'm you know we don't have to anoint them anything just yet but look they're eight, not eight, anywhere near as good as Clemson or I'm Alabama. with you I'm with you not but, even close but eight no is kind of like That's hey it. this is starting no, to get it's good this is starting to get a little this serious this is starting to go serious. It's been Bra- serious look we've Brian said forever Kelly, they sh- I mean we've been saying for three weeks there's they should win out yeah, no, they, I agree. They, I mean, and that people may have thought that was premature. There was nobody that had any business beating them. There still isn't. USC was like, oh, you remember two weeks ago? You're like, oh, yeah, USC, they used to got a lot of talent. I was like, eh, I don't know. Well, Man, look, after last, after last and, weekend, and, if you're not more afraid of Northwestern or uh, Syracuse than USC and Florida State, which how bizarre is that? In what on what planet are you more afraid of Syracuse and Northwestern than you are of Florida State and USC? And that's the reality right now. We can get into that for a minute. Again, 
it has to be said, Brian Kelly is beating the teams he should beat by three touchdowns. Here's the other thing about this game. Here's the funny thing about this game. I don't know if anybody out there agrees with me. There were a few moments in this game where Notre Dame did look a little bit duped by the option. There were, there were a couple big plays that Navy was able to pull off. They had some quick scores to start the second half. I mean, Malcolm Perry, long of 58. That's he had a, he had a really nice run. Hey, he, um, dude, he's fast as shit. He's really but fast. He's, but he's only like 180 pounds. But here's you know? the thing. There were many times in this game where Notre Dame really didn't look that great. But here's the good news. When you start to extrapolate what Notre Dame is over four quarters, and the first game that this all crystallized for me was Virginia Tech. Notre Dame can look not perfect and still really smoke somebody. Yeah. And that's when you know they're yeah, a really Virginia good football Tech's team. Virginia not really that good. And neither is that, Navy. That's who, that's who Georgia Tech ran all over. Neither is Navy. No, but I here's know, the thing. Brian he's... Kelly of yore, when they didn't look that good, it was bad. And when they, they can not be on their A game all the way through, and they can still really but overpower does, people that, with talent. But that's fine for the regular season and for the Joker in South Bend who's going to print the fucking undefeated shirts up no, again when they peak. go 12 and you 0. You have to start peaking. But the, that's but, not but that doesn't in, shrink the gap in a playoff game against Alabama one iota. You're right. And listen, you know, um, calling Colin Cowherd, I mean, Notre Dame peaked this year in my mind against Stanford, and they need to get a second peak happening right now. They need to increase. Twin peaks? They need to increase the acumen and the performance level. And again, when you look at the I teams remaining. I just don't remaining, think they're going to have any opponents to do that against. Maybe if they got to score a boatload of points to beat Syracuse. Then, then maybe they need to do it of their own volition and just beat somebody 63 to 7. I don't know what it needs to look like, but Notre Dame needs to, they do need to ratchet it up to the next level. Because when you look at the remaining four games, even though Northwestern and Syracuse did some surprising what? things this so, weekend. Talk to you, me as if I was, you, you got to get, talk to me if I was some asshole that didn't even watch the game. Pretend I didn't even watch the pretend game. I, I run the most successful Notre Dame fan podcast on planet fucking Earth. You're like a CEO. You're like, give me the numbers. I'm right? Brian Kelly at this point. I don't need to go down this the This is Irish Titans 2.0. I don't need to coach anymore i got assistance to do to this shit shop for me. give me the report that's right that's right no look i mean i see dexter williams 23 carries dude that's workhorse number right it there 23 carries numbers. three tds yes average of 6.2 i like what i'm seeing there mm-hmm. book with uh, 50 yards worth of scrambles uh jafar armstrong looked like he got in a little on the action a little bit yes. so they uh and dude 330 passing uh, passing yards but 43 rush attempts to 27 uh to 33 pa- they're back to to a heavier run skew sure. which i like yeah um all those numbers seem fine to me book through one pick i don't know if it was egregious or not but 27 to 33 what's that 85 90 percent something insane yeah, Ian Book, your quarterback, Ian Book, is 76.5% completion percentage, Dude. number one yeah. in the nation, and he's number one by three percentage points. Number two is your boy, Kyler Murray. Yeah, number he's, two. He's, Kyler Murray is dope. Dude, yeah, he's and, so good. And here's the thing. We get the story. Ian Book is not the launcher, right? He's not going super deep, but the thing is, when you have a really, really, really... When you have a really good running back like Dexter Williams and you have a really good line, which we we do, they've had some tough spots, but then we have a good line and you have a dynamic running back in Dexter Williams, all you have to do is is do the honesty thing with your passing game. Do you really need to go that deep? I mean, 
It might be dink and no, dunk. Yeah. It's not Golson well, against no, Syracuse. But not, yeah, but that's what. But you but, can't. But that's fake. what Wimbush couldn't do. You know, of course not. You can't fake seventy six percent completion percentage with how much Ian Book has played this year and the teams he's yeah. played against. You can't fake seventy six percent. And he's extremely intelligent with the passing. And again, the funniest thing about this was Notre Dame really beat Navy on the ground. There's no doubt about that. They kind of beat him at their own game. They really hit him on the on the ground more than the passing. But but here's the difference. And you know when Navy tries to keep you honest deep the pass isn't clean and they yeah. really don't have the talent well, that, and if when they, Notre Dame yeah. goes deep you got yeah. Miles Boykin yeah. who catches the that's, ball like I he's mean, playing that, turkey again that, that's why can you imagine if they had a, a you know like a decent enough throwing QB exactly you know, they, they, that's, they would again, that's what their that's what their game is actually that's, lacking that's the Navy fantasy you know? and nobody's gonna no no marquee receiver is gonna yeah. go to Navy so we know the problem with with that whole frame up there but Miles Boykin not a lot of yards but the two touchdowns to him were just throw and catch you know what i mean yeah. and so now you got this guy that's a really viable touchdown threat in miles boykin some of the other commit had a great catch you have these other guys the the role players are doing well the defense looked a little slow at times and they but again navy has it, that, navy that, has polished it's, runners it's, they have polished it's running okay backs. to be slow a little bit against option as long as you're slow but doing the right assignment well, that's that, better that than being true. fast and biting on 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 the wrong on the wrong read because that's how huge plays happen. Listen, the long play, the 58-yard run was Perry, right? Yep. He had the 58-yard run. I'm so bummed. I, I got on DVR. I when just you, haven't had a When you watch it. that play on, on TV, it looks like an all-out breakaway. And he gets cut off with a with a perfect pursuit angle. He gets stopped. Who got you know, Who hawked him? To 27. Who is that? Julian Love? Yeah. Oh, so he's per- so tight. Perfect pursuit let's talk, angle. Let's to, talk about how many tight players have had number 27. Do you remember this is a we're dating ourselves. Do you I think you and I were watching a game and David Bruton who was not a starter, he was not a he came down on like kick coverage and just hawked somebody out of nowhere. Like who's this dude 27? Yeah. B- Bruton? What, what who's what's this guy all about? You just knew when he was dominating people in special teams he was going to be good. Yeah, he was. I remember uh, I don't know about the numbers, but I remember guys that were doing stuff like that. Slaughter we t- we was what about- 26. Yeah, so I was twenty six. I don't know. I'm not as good with the numbers. Right. I'd have to. I'd have Sorry. to look some of those. Okay, up. let's not do that game. Well, anyway, all, all I'm saying is, you <laughs> know, the, Notre Dame now has this. They have this great receiving threat in Boykin. They have Dexter Williams is the real yeah, deal. Yeah, he's great. We all believe that. And and Book is doing all he needs to do. Notre Dame is not does not need to ride on the back of Ian Book, and that's the beauty of it. You have a guy that's, are, you know, dare I say, on par with like you know what we saw last year from Bryce Love. You know, maybe not Saquon Barkley. But like you have this really really good Who, running back, Dexter? yeah. No. The dude's putting in. A, he, he here's the thing. Every time you've given him 20 carries, he's giving you almost 150, and he had yeah. three scores in this game. He's a really 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 good running back. So yeah. then all of a sudden, the uh, he's the best running back Notre Dame's had in the, a long. The time. quarterback just maybe has ever. To, the quarterback just has to make the good throws. He doesn't have to do the heroics, and that's where Notre Dame on offense right now is is looking really good. On defense, is it hard to play against triple option because you don't see it every week? Absolutely. Yeah, but, but again, like, you know, Coney had 14 tackles. I mean, he's probably faced the option, what, three? This is his third, possibly yeah, fourth time yeah. now? But look at Notre Dame's um, defensive scoring rank this year is 21st in the country, 19.1 
19.1 points per game. Nobody's deviated that much, whether it's a great team yeah. or, or a lower tier team. Everybody's scored about the same. Yeah. Ball State, Pittsburgh, Stanford, Vata. Everybody's scored about the same, and the defense is like. Do hey, you have Notre Dame scoring average? Where, where, where Notre Dame scoring average is, what, like is only only thirty fifth, and they're scoring thirty four points. Thirty four points. That, a game. that went way down against um, with the pit game. But here's the yeah. thing: the defense is like, look, we're going to allow twenty one points a game, and it's going to happen every week. And if that's the case. I believe in my heart. How many points did Dexter, Michigan? How many points did Michigan score? That game was uh, twenty-seven, seven. No, twenty-four, 24 seven, seventeen. Twenty-four, yeah. seventeen. Yeah. So all these games have been about in the three touchdown range of allowed points, and in my heart of hearts, Dexter Williams, Ian Book, and Miles Boykin will give you more than twenty-one points a game. They should. Period. They should. So the frame-up of it is nice. Against now, most opponents. Now you go uh, against Clemson or sure, Alabama. I don't sure. think that's the case. We'll have to bring something different. You might have to have one hundred and ten receiving yards from Cole Kmet if you're going to beat Alabama. I don't know, but we'll <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we. You might have to throw to Tyler Eifert the first 19 plays in a row. But here's the thing. I mean, Ian Book, you know, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, 76% completion percent. It's not heroic. It's just, it's textbook. He's a textbook guy. This guy, clearly great coaching from Thomas Reese. Hey, man. He's got uh, it. He's got it. So... You know, 27 of 33. Dude, I don't know if I could go out in the driveway and hit 27 of 33 free throws. I'm not entirely sure I could do that with a, uh, cu- it's with a couple hours. probably easier to throw completions than it is hit free throws, you think? Oh, man, college football? Oh, I, mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Nobody's running at me no, trying I'm just saying, to kill if you, me. I mean, if you, were, you and I were standing 25 yards apart from each other, we could... We, well, I mean, if that's all that was happening, I would, I would say, yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot going on to make those completions. All I'm saying is... 27 to 33, that's, that's, a, that's a great number. It is, that's you know a great what I mean? Number. But again, there's really nothing that's like... Uh, although Navy's best defensive back plays for Notre Dame. <laughs> well, there's there's that. But again, think about what you saw with Kaiser, right? You don't need that Will Fuller bomb against Virginia. Notre Dame doesn't need that. They and that's sh- the great news. You should never need a last-second bomb to beat a shitbag opponent well, like Virginia. Yeah, I know. That's true. But Notre Dame did that with some other... All I'm saying is... They can do it when they need to. They can run when they need to. And uh, there's only been a couple games here that are like Pittsburgh is the only game that I still think about. And I'm like, that's the only thing that's really nagging at me. I'm yeah. like, if somebody that has the Narduzzi, talent. Narduzzi put the, he, I mean, he put, he put it, I think he put some stuff on tape. But the was, scary thing is if somebody takes that game plan with better talent, yeah, it could get really dicey. I don't know if there's anybody left on the schedule, though, that has that. I agree. I agree. And I again, so. you know, I don't know. I haven't seen as much of Northwestern and Syracuse. But I definitely put the eyeball on them, and I'm like, okay, you know, they're they're beating some teams this week. And yeah, they're, I mean, they're looking Nor- a Northwestern peppy. is no slouch. I mean, uh, Fitzgerald's a decent coach, and they love um, to be, they love to be the spoiler, right? So they beat Wisconsin. You got. Syracuse. I mean, everybody's darling Michigan only beat Northwestern by three points. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know. pretty pretty unexciting. Did somebody say Ball State won? They won a game like fifty two to seven or something. I saw the tweet. Ball State uh, won that. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but Northwestern just just beat up Wisconsin. Who's who is kind of an imposter yeah. this year? You know, you know. I mean, that's the point. Look, I mean, why are we why are we uh, digressing into future schedule stuff? Well, because again, that's this is what this, maybe is a guarantee should be a guarantee. This is win. what it if you're going to get married on a football weekend and you can't possibly for whatever yeah. reason schedule a bye week. I mean, now. Do, do it on Navy. Do exactly. It Navy and if you want to, if, if you're you, if you're trying to raise fifty thousand dollars for a charity and and feed the poor for Thanksgiving. 
do it on Navy. Yeah, and here's do it on Navy. Game. Here's the thing about this game, though. the The one parting shot I will say: if anybody out there has some reservations, I get it because to my brother's point here, this is a two and five, two and six Navy oh, team. Oh, dude, they're, they, they and if Navy comes, they'll be in, lucky to win four games. But if, I mean, but I'm if dead you're serious. if you're playing against a five and two Navy team, this game looks a little bit more like forty four, thirty four. Yeah, and, and that's no. a concern down the road. But we'll deal with that when it gets there. Yeah. But for for the game that it was, Notre Dame beating Navy by twenty two is it's fine. just fine. It's fine. It doesn't need to be more than that. Notre Dame is ranked number three. Nobody got hurt, right? As and far as, I, no, as far nobody's as I know. out for the, yeah. for life, you know. Oh, this which, is a no win situation for Notre Dame. Come on, don't be such. There's a, a bitch. lot going on there, but again, if you're a one issue voter in terms of what Notre Dame's doing versus Navy, yeah, I'm oh, pro I, Navy. I don't like I'm cut pro blocks. Navy. Yeah. You know, that's not enough to sever this series. But at the same time, it's not enough to keep the series just because of history. They play an important role just in a good old fashioned college football scheduling perspective yeah. they play an important role it's not just because of what happened in yesteryear and i'm not dis- if, disavowing listen, if we history. ever get invaded via lake michigan and someone someone yeah exactly a bunch of freshwater clipper ships cruises into down. east chicago yeah. or, or whiting Ru- or wherever the yeah you're gonna be damn happy Did you hear you russia the... took over mackinac like you're, <laughs> you're gonna be real happy that you got the naval yeah. academy on your side you to put again. some frigates out there off the uh off the coast of ham you know off the, you need off some the, look, off the coast of gary i mean you need some file footage before the game happens. I understand that, right? There's a lot of old stories, and as long as all those people are still alive, we need to tell all hey, those kinds of stories. Spe- speaking you know? of old stories, if you, anybody, everybody, everybody listening, if you've not seen this story, hopefully you have. Go to onefootdown.com. Did you see the thing about the rivalry trophy with the Northwestern? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like on eBay or something now. So there's and the story's on one foot down. This is amazing. I've been really have not been on Twitter much, but I just happened to catch a retweet of this from Josh. I read the story. There was a guy who saw an auction, some sports auction. They were auctioning off the rivalry trophy between Notre Dame and Northwestern. It's mm-hmm. a shillelagh. Yeah. I think a guy spent like twelve thousand bucks on it, which I was kind of impressed. I was yeah, like, "This dude no, obviously sure. doesn't have kids, man, or he's you know he's yeah, a self-made right. man." But uh, twelve twelve girl, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure. I can. I couldn't even get my wife to let me spend a thousand bucks on a on a dune buggy last night for the auction. So, no, <laughs> yeah, know? and I don't like rivalry trophies I'm, that much. She's like, but "What I'm, the hell are you gonna do with a golf cart?" I was like, "I don't what know. Am I, what am Go I? Go get not, the fucking mail. What am I not gonna yeah, do? That's right. In a golf cart, honey. Yeah, exactly. What am I not gonna exactly. do? She's like, "You need a license to drive that." I was like, oh, then you can probably get a do. I don't know if it. you saw my tweet. I'm on record as not really liking rivalry trophies, but I love this story. Dude, it's a, I love it's this a shillelagh. It was from the 30s. So there's it's pictures. Like, there's black and white pictures. It's Rockney era. It's totally. it, it's got it, it's a shillelagh. It's got a jeweled or uh, uh, like what is it? Must it's be like a, silver uh, yeah, engraved etched, silver yeah, stamped right. up. It's tight, and so this guy saw it in a sports auction and was like, "This is too cool to not buy it." It was the winning bidder owns yeah. the thing? I guess it just found like you know someone on one foot down talking about it too. You know we should have all these rivalry trophies. Like hey, oh hey, I actually have the thing. Yeah, you know I got one. In my it basement. was getting thrown out apparently, and someone reclaimed it from the uh, from from the landfill. Yeah, it's go read it. It's it's pretty damn cool. Well, they got letters about it being given to the other school yeah, when they and, win from the chancellors and, the, and, and the, all that. And, it's really and the, good. And the guys got it. It's it's a legit thing, man. It would be, and he and he basically said if the 
other schools would use it, I think he would sell it back. I right. Mean, if you, right. Whatever he spent, $12,872. If you gave him that exact much money, you're whole. We're giving you the money. We're taking the thing. If Northwestern should have it on their sideline. Yeah. If, when they play this game. That is a trophy. And they should I be playing for it. I agree. That's I agree. awesome. That's an awesome story. All the other ones I don't care about, but that no, one is cool j- enough. The, the fact that this guy's got it in his house, I don't know where he lives. Go read this. Go to One Foot Down. Read the story. It's cool as hell. Yeah, it it's is cool. cool. It's some dude like us. Yeah, who has a piece of some school rivalry trophy, you know that that and it's one of those things. You're it's like a wooden stick, right? So you look at it and you're like, is that really it? But then they have the newspaper picture of the yeah. of the Notre Dame line. He goes, like you know, like it. you know, the end of it's cracked a little bit, but you could easily still use it for a cane or a weapon. I was like, nice, get this thing on a sideline. This is perfect. It is. Go check that out. It's a, a, a turnover. That's item. A, that's, a, that's a really cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a cool story. Yeah. Hey, well, look, man. Why are we Why are we talking about rivalry? trophies with teams we didn't play or you know that's a no win this is a no win rivalry we shouldn't even be playing northwestern brian kelly's barely he's not brian kelly's not even 500 against teams ranked above notre dame in the u.s news and world report listen i I remember there's a no win game what are they cut block two oh fuck doesn't doesn't everybody remember when notre dame was getting pummeled by usc and people are like maybe it's time to rethink this rivalry and then people don't want to play michigan and all this joker notre dame should play michigan every year i agree Uh, Every year. I agree. The, Every year. the one quote unquote rivalry that that I like, but if they dropped, it wouldn't bother me. Is Stanford? They need to play yeah, Michigan. Stanford doesn't really mean much to me. No, uh, Michigan and USC. Michigan are important and USC. To me. And if you say and, and if you just say Navy is just the filler that's always there. Imagine this though. What? Okay, so let let me ask you this. So they tried to. They, so they want to play. This when you know you play, you know, like a a gimme win is when we're talking about shit like this. You of know, course, you know. That's why the announcers are it like, does, "Hey, it they're talking to uh, what's it, Aaron Taylor? They're talking to him like, well, back when you were at Notre Dame, you yeah. know, uh, well, what dorm were you in? And did you like to yeah. you like to eat spaghetti? They were talking all this stuff, and it's like what I said about Herb Street, dude. When the announcer talks about fly fishing, you know, you had a great night yeah. because you're yeah. up by three TDs, and they did it but against Navy. What too. if? So the reason that we play Stanford is so that they can alternate between USC and Stanford and always finish the season on in California for recruiting, yada, yada, right? Yeah. What if you drop Stanford, you play Navy every year in San Diego or San Francisco or L.A. or wherever? Who cares? Sure. But if you played Navy, if you alternate between USC and playing in the Coliseum mm-hmm. on the years when you're playing USC and play Navy in just a, like a – San Diego, they got a base there, whatever. I mean, yeah. if, if you did that every year, then you, the, the, you wouldn't need Stanford. No, I have no problem with that. And furthermore, if you really want to continue with this Shamrock Series goofiness, I would have no problem playing Navy at a United States Armed Forces owned property all over the world every year. You can play in Guantanamo. You can play in Guam. You can play in San Diego. You that's can play. A, in, that's a black site. That's a black site. That, dude, that would be a game that de- didn't. Techni- that would be a, if it was in Gitmo. It would be a game that technically didn't happen. Exactly. You, you, know? could, you could play in some DARPA site, <laughs> Area Fifty One. Play Navy in Anchorage, right? And then you could bolster recruit for the armed services so it could be like a mutual thing if you want to have a traveling site do it with navy they're all over the world you know what i mean yeah. like that's great do something like that quit playing teams in baseball stadiums oh, i'm over God. that so stupid. i don't care about you know but navy navy is fine on the schedule but at the same time if Notre Dame moved away from it, i wouldn't be like this is sacrilege but i would have to hear a good case for for cutting them you know what i yeah. mean no pun intended yeah <laughs> 
But again, th- there's no reason to get rid of this game. There's no reason to get rid of Navy because of the injury thing. Give me a break. I don't like playing triple option. It's not traditional yeah. and it's a trap. Give me a yeah. break. You know, Notre Dame that's should be like beating people them. that you know. They're like, I don't want to play against a, a post player that's real aggressive. I'd, I'd rather you know no, have look, a guy that shoots threes. And it's like, come on. This is the Harlem. This is the Harlem Globetrotter game. Notre Dame always wins. They you know maybe once every they 20, should always ev- win once every twenty years. Navy gets their moment. That's fine. You know whatever just to make sure it's not completely one-sided. But Notre Dame wins the game by three touchdowns. Both teams get some some tangible benefit from the game. This is what needs to happen. I have zero problem yep. with this with this game. I have zero problem with the outcome. Notre Dame looked a little ugly in a couple parts, but again, they are good enough that they can they can have some slip-ups and never, win by three TDs. Never, yeah, right, exactly. They don't it, need to be flawless. It, for, for 20 years, it was a gimme win. And it, for, for longer than that, but of my life, for the first 20 years, it was a gimme win. Then, then we had a couple of clown coaches, uh, Kelly included, I guess. You know, found ways to lose. Well, it was also when Ken, right, Kelly, when one, Coach Ken really brought well, Navy to another no, level too. Yeah, that's true. So too. Navy true came too. up. Notre Dame went down. Yeah, no, look, I mean, got weird no, for two years. Nobody in the United States. Uh, yeah, I feel comfortable saying this still. There's no coach that does more with less than Ken Yamatolo. That has to from yeah, day one, and it's not like, oh, this is why I have this year. He knows from the get go because of the requirements. We are and, three and for star. Anybody max. that knows wants to know, or if you don't know, why I'm such a fanatic is a because I grew up playing triple option in high school and grade school. Like we we were an option team. It's great. B. Um, Ken does more with, with, with less and, and see, I would just love to see him. I, my mind instantly defaults to imagine what a guy like that could do with Notre Dame's brand and ability to recruit. It could be insane. Yeah. Because let's be honest. I mean, and, and, and there's a point to this. I mean, I know their Navy's having a shit year or whatever, but do you think Notre Dame can line up against Alabama right now and play the game that they're playing? The the off the, just doing what they're doing right now, and, and pick their best game against Stanford or whoever it was. Do you think that they can roll that out against Bama and win a title? I don't think they can beat them. They don't. But no. if but if Kenny Amatololo was on some crazy fuck option shit, you got a chance against Bama. I'm dead serious. I think you do. Well, it's different. I mean, it, it's something it different. Now, and, but that doesn't mean Brian Kelly can't take this team up to that level. But they got to continue to get better. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, TeamRankings.com puts Notre Dame's undefeated at 31%. I'm surprised it hasn't jumped. No, um, they the, really the, took the whack on Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think. the lowest odds of 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 winning a remaining game is still at Northwestern. So we're going to find out. I mean, this is uh, less than 70% chance, which is still pretty damn high, but less than 70% chance is what uh, team rankings gives Notre Dame. Their model gives them to beat Northwestern. USC, they got 70%, but man, USC is trash. Yeah, Florida State, too. They have a 92% winning percentage likelihood on this chance site against Florida, against Florida State. State. Do you saw what Clemson did to him? Yeah. I mean, Florida State emasculated. Again, they emasculated. In them. what lifetime did you look at four those four teams and say, "I am afraid of Syracuse"? I'm not saying afraid, but you yeah, know what I'm saying, yeah. right? You got Northwestern, USC, Syracuse, and yeah, Florida State. You're like, I don't know, man. Northwestern and Syracuse could be tough. Pick two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Florida State and USC are trash. I mean, talk about the two teams that are in my nightmares. That feels so good though. Those two it? teams are in my nightmares, and now it's like I have a, I have a seminal and a Trojan like fluffy toy that I go to bed with now, and I'm afraid. 
afraid of a an wolfie. orange and a wildcat. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a, this is bizarro. Uh, a book, but a it's, book and a giant. I know, but and it's, a giant orange tennis ball. But it is what's left for this year, and Notre Dame has. They're going to win out. Dude, there's no teams. way they're not going to win out. Their and, playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. Notre Dame's going to be in the top four. They're going to win out. The question is, man, it just seems like Clemson and Alabama are so much How better than Notre everybody else. How does Notre Dame get there? And what can they Even do? Even if they get there, they can, you, you got to find a way to win a game, What man. can they do against these four teams that gets them where Cut they need blocks. to be against Clemson and Alabama? Maybe it's triple option. <laughs> Again, maybe it's playing on an aircraft carrier, you know, where there's some sort of ballast problem and, that, you know, Alabama's rolling backwards. I don't know what the story is, but... It, it we, seems like if anybody could adjust to a ballast problem it would be the tide the, well good point good point the submarine the submarine tie in there but here's the thing the only game notre dame played this year that you would even want to throw at those two teams was the stanford game that's the yeah. only game yeah that notre or dame the second half of Vatech. i mean they look yeah. pretty damn good yeah that. they did we'll see hey this is still a work in progress i mean and, and here's what i know having coached and played in a lot of games too you know, quite frankly, man, you hate to see that. And Notre Dame's been a classic example of this of playing up to and down to every, you know, the competition. But they did play down to, you know, in Brian Kelly 1.0 years, had played down to a lot of subpar teams and just played not very exciting football. But they could all always play up, too. I mean, you can get away with And they said it. We weren't really focused against Ball State. You didn't really have to be. Yeah. If they're locked in and it's not like a Miami go down shit your pants in, in my you know in Miami last year, yeah, they went in into Blacksburg and handled their business. I don't know if you <laughs> Well the the silver lining of what you're describing though is that's a team that believes they are that good. Yeah, yeah. They believe they're that good, which is why there's a big letdown against Ball State. Now people are worried about a trap against Navy. It didn't pan out no, that way. Navy's not good enough. But to the do reason anything. that happens against Ball State is because Notre Dame believes they can go out and half ass it if they go and out beat Ball and, State. And they go out and, and, they and destroy could. Florida State and USC, which I think is both pretty likely. You know, they should be feeling all right. We'll see how it goes. It's a work in progress, man. I, we've got high hopes. High hopes. Yeah. I would have loved nothing more than for Brian Kelly to win a national championship. Well, this there's year. no doubt about that. Even getting in the playoffs, I think, would be a moral victory. It would be I, a moral I, victory. I, I think for that, a guy that went four and eight 24 months ago to get in the playoff in two years would be remarkable. I agree. It would be remarkable. And if it was a new hire in 2017, you'd be building a goddamn statue and getting an extension. I agree. And my only thing is, as long as they don't go up there and lay an egg like they did against Alabama, which seems unlikely. To answer To answer your earlier question. That seems very likely. No. Even if Notre Dame does exactly what they have done this year, they're not losing a game to Alabama like they did. Now, they're not going to win... I don't know, man. I don't Have think you th- seen Alabama play this year? I think, yes, but I think Notre Dame is, I still think they're a lot better equipped from what I've seen offensively. Offensively, I think they're a lot better equipped. Than, dude, you got to go back to 2012 and the offense could not do. No, I know, but you got to score, anything. you got to score 40 to hang with Alabama. Well, you got to stop them, which is, <laughs> which is problem number one. I don't Let's know. deal with that if it shows up, right? I don't think we need to solve that tonight per se. Um, but you're right. This is a game that Notre Dame needed to win against yep, Navy. It was fine. They won. They're going to win out. They should. There's no reason they shouldn't they win should out. Win they're going to be 12-0, and then we get to talk about playoffs. Uh, don't get too wrapped up in the rankings. Notre Dame's going to be in the top four. If they don't lose, there's no way they're getting shut out. There's absolutely zero fucking chance that an undefeated team is oh, no. Notre no Dame way. is shut out. They're so don't in. even listen to any clickbait, nah. horse shit, any of that stuff. I don't worry about that at all. 
Otherwise, appreciate y'all listening. I apologize for not doing my due diligence on this game. I don't. You have one second job. game. This is the second game this year. I haven't. That's seen. fine. No. I'm busy, man. All right, no, that's fine. You want to talk about something else that you didn't watch? Let's do a Tour de France podcast just, next week. I, I got no I, idea. Who's I, racing I, you know what that, I did but... watch today was the Mexican Grand Prix Formula One. Yeah, Max Verstappen won. Yeah, he did. Lewis Hamilton claimed his fifth title. Good for him. Fucking Vettel. I'm excited. Piece of shit. Ferrari motherfuckers. All right. Appreciate y'all listening. ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Please do me a favor. Go read the Northwestern Shillelagh. Shillelagh history. Won the thing on a sports auction website bid. Just, it's the so legend bu- of it's the awesome. Shillelagh. That's so bizarre, yeah, and it's and it's cool. That's but that's one of the coolest stories I've read this it's year. It's a good post. It's real journalism. Check it out. All right. See you.